Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Kelly May, our Senior Extension Associate for Family Finance and Resource Management. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you for having me on. Kelly, today we're going to discuss the advance on the child tax credit, so those dollars that some parents may have seen coming into their bank accounts recently, and we're going to talk ways to use that money wisely during this time. Um, So tell us a little bit about what exactly is the child tax credit. So this is an advance of the child tax credit that families usually receive at tax time, and what has changed is um, written into the American Rescue Plan It increased from $2,000 per child under age 16 to $3,000 for each child age 6 to 17 and $3,600 for children 5 and younger. Income limits may apply, so that can vary who's eligible, but it is money that can be very helpful for families, and it's meant to help families pay for the care of their child. And if a family is eligible, these are dollars that would either be direct deposited into the family's account or that they could receive by paper check, correct, depending on how they got their income tax return previously? Right. And and it's important to note that it is based on previous tax returns. So uh, we'll talk in a little bit about if you've had changes, um, that may be something to think about. But this money is already automatically being sent to most families, and we'll talk about a way to sign up if you are not already receiving and you think you should be. Okay, so if I am receiving this money, what is it that I should do with it? So there are lots of ways that this money can be spent. And and as I said, it's meant to help families afford the expenses relating to raising their kids. Though Both of us have kids. We know that it is expensive to have children and, and well worth it too. So some of the things that you could spend this money on are Things like school and child care, um, paying for books and technology and school supplies so that your child can be successful, providing a quality home for your child. So whether that's through renovations or expenses that you need to pay for the house, it could be for health costs such as medical, dental, or eye care, paying for sporting leagues or athletic lessons or activities that your child is involved in. Maybe it's well-being items. Um, Ensure that your child has shoes and coats and the clothing needed for school and and other activities, as well as personal care items. You know, at Extension, we're always worried about healthy meals and snacks, and so we want to make sure our children have those quality items to choose from. And also consider saving. You know, in, in case of taxes owed at tax time, saving for emergencies, saving for family goals, it's always a good idea to save extra money if you don't need that right now. I think that that's an important point, Kelly, is that these are dollars we've talked before when we talk about budgeting or developing a spending plan, about naming your dollars and, and making certain that you have a use for their dollars, because otherwise sometimes they just leak away that we just kind of spend them without realizing how we're spending them. So I think that these are great ideas of ways to spend those dollars to be of benefit to your family. 
So what exactly is this going to mean for a family come tax time? So next April, how is this advance on the child tax credit going to impact a family? So, yes, it's important to remember that this is an advance on your tax credit at tax time. So families with children were probably already receiving that $2,000, and of course they increase it. They're sending half to us now in monthly payments. Um, So you might want to consider what will happen when it is tax time. If you normally rely on a really big refund, know that it might not be as big this year because you've already received a portion of it. If you normally come close to breaking even, so maybe you don't owe anything, but you don't get anything back either, you might want to save a little bit of this advance money back just in case you might owe. What if I don't want to receive the money in advance? Is that possible? So the IRS is offering an option to unenroll for those who don't want to get this credit in advance. There's several circumstances where that might be something to consider. So if somebody has gotten a pay increase where this was based on past year taxes and and as I said, income limits may apply. So if you've gotten a big raise, maybe you want to look at how that might impact you come tax time. Those who have claimed dependents in previous years but who will not claim a dependent this tax year. Similarly, if children age out of an eligibility bracket. So as I said, the, the credit's a little bit larger for children five and younger. So if a child is turning from age five to age six sometime during this year or when you're receiving the payments, it may be worth looking into that. And they did add a year, so it used to be 16 and now it's 17. But if you have a child turning from 17 to 18, that's a similar situation. Or simply just to be able to claim the full credit if you like a big refund at tax season, you could just unenroll so that that happens too. So is there a reason that someone may need to look into enrolling? Yes, that could be a possibility too. So those who have added a dependent this year, so if you have given birth or you've adopted, that's not going to show on your previous tax records that this was calculated through. So you may want to enroll then. There are low-income families that normally don't have to file a return based on how much money they make. And in that case, families can submit information through Uh, The IRS website, they have something called the non-filer portal where people can put their information in just so they can receive this tax credit. The IRS provides these links online that can help you to manage your payments, including unenrolling, uh, updating bank account information. You can check if you're eligible, and it can help you enter information if you need to um, enroll that non-filer portal. And we have that link in the show notes. Also, you'll be getting a letter in January called letter 6419 that you will use when you file your tax return. So that letter is going to tell you if there's been any overpayment, if you might need to repay, and if you're due any additional child tax credit money upon filing your taxes where these payments are half, uh, there may be more money coming later. So, But again, this is the tax credit that you normally receive. So this is not like the stimulus where it's just extra money on top. This is something that you can plan into your finances. And I just wanted to lastly note that lower-income families may not have to pay back overpayments due to the safe harbor rules. So there are some provisions made to help so that this can help families take care of their children. So, Kelly, thank you so much for the information that you have shared with us today. If one of our listeners wanted to seek out additional information or to follow up on a topic that you've shared, where can they learn more? There is a lot of information on the IRS website. 
They have a, a frequently asked questions page that addresses many, many types of questions and topics. If that doesn't get you the information you need, you can contact a trusted tax professional anytime for help. Thank you. And for our listeners, we'll link the Frequently Asked Questions page in our podcast show notes. Kelly, thank you again for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.